we're back with a mini episode until we get new content and some new interviews. But we've had some great questions on our Facebook page, and we didn't want to let those go without being answered. So the first question is from the Facebook group on uh, New Year's Eve. My daughter loves playing mind games with me since she was one. She will be four in February. She loves to ask for something, food, snack, toy, but then refuse it and throw a huge fit, but throw another fit if you take it back. But you try to hand it to her a second time and she falls out on the floor again. Normally, I just put it down on the counter and tell her if she wants it, she can get it. Sometimes she gets it herself about 20 minutes later. It's exhausting. The intensity goes up and down. I try to snuggle her as often as I can. It's rarely enough. We talk about using our words instead of whining and throwing a fit. I tell her I'm not going to help her if she can't talk to me calmly and nicely. In March, we adopted our nephew. I try very hard to make sure she and her older brother get snuggles and mama time when the baby is asleep, or at least content. But she has been this way before he came. I joke that she is emotionally abusive. Also, she is potty trained and will go by herself when she is at preschool. At home, she wants me to walk with her and wipe her and sometimes refuses to turn the light on herself. I assume it's a way of her saying, I still own you because of the baby. As you can imagine, it involves a lot of fits. And if I tell her to go on her own and wake, and when she is done, I'll help her. She will stand there holding herself until I get up to walk her to the bathroom. She will wait until she is in pain and laying on the ground because she is trying to hold it. I love her, but she really gets to me. Help me. Can you help her? <laughs> well, it's uh, good to be back, and it's uh, it's uh, these questions that I really wanted to answer in person. Oh, is it really in person? I don't know. <laughs> uh, these questions record, yeah. These questions I really wanted to record um, because I think it's it's a question that I hear a lot. Um, all the aspects that are being talked about here. And, and so let, let's take it apart and look at it. Uh, first of all, um, what I what I preach and what I say uh, consistently is children are not out to get us. They're not out to play mind games with us. They're not they're not that complex. Um, so when you feel that way, when you're when you feel this um, that your child is trying to control you and manipulate you, I really want you to step back and think, um, that, you know, my child has so few ways to communicate what they need, and um, if it feels like they're manipulating me, they they really aren't. They're just trying to communicate some basic needs. Um, and so, um, so, so let's look at that. So, this child that we're talking about, four years old, and uh, she asks asks for food, snacks, toys. What I really want to look at here is when a child um, is asking for something, and let's take, for example, asking for food. Um, if you feel at that moment that that child um, is hungry or is time for uh, is, is a meal time or asking for a snack, um, look at your response. How do you respond? Do you make um, a big scene about it? Do you look at it logically? Do you... Um, uh, roll your eyes? Do you make a big huff? Children look at our responses for things. And if we give inconsistent responses or we give responses hap, um, like we really like 
we're really busy with something else right now. We really can't deal with that. You have to really kind of look at how, what, what are we saying? How are we responding? Because children learn to use that form of getting our attention. So they, this child might be saying, well, I know if I ask mom for food, um, I'll get her to listen to me because when I ask for food, she listens to me. And, um, and then, but I really don't want the food. What I really want is mom's attention. And so I, I keep on asking, and then when she actually gets the food, I didn't really want the food anyway. I just wanted her to pay attention to me. We have to be really aware of how, how that works with our children because that is a very common piece. It isn't usually the food that they want. It isn't usually the snack they want or the toy they want. What they really want is for us to respond to them and give them a different kind of attention. And I think what, what um, this four-year-old is searching for is not situational attention but more just everyday interaction, everyday inclusion, everyday involvement with things around the home um, where they have purpose, where they can say, I'm hungry. Um, and is it mealtime? If it's mealtime, you know, let, come, come help me. Let's go get, let's go get dinner ready together. Let's, let's go get lunch ready together instead of just saying, okay, I'll go get you some food. This child I think is really searching for um, some inclusion in the family routine, some inclusion in the family world, um, and not just being this entity that asks for things and wants things and then um, and, and really isn't about the things. So I, um, what I really want to look at too is um, mom says I try to snuggle with her as often as I can and it's rarely enough. Okay, well that's that's something to look at. When you see your child not really absorbing the time that you do spend with them, then it may not be the right type of attention that that child really desires. So the way we look at that is um, we kind of focus on what kind of attention does my child really respond to? Do they respond to a lot of physical touch? Do they really like to be um, uh, cuddled with and talked to? Or they do, do they like to have... Um, special time together, you look at those pieces of what child really, how, how do they really feel loved? And you can look at love languages with that, um, but you can also just look at the response of this child. This child snuggling and, and um, having quality time when mom can give it isn't what this child wants. This child is saying very clearly, I just want to be included in everyday type of stuff. So that means that when you're walking down the hallway to go brush teeth together, um, it would be um, picking up that child, throwing them on your back and giving them a ride to go brush your teeth and having fun in that one minute that it takes to go down that hallway. It might be that you... Um, uh, as you're making the food, you include the child and say, hey, hey, do you want some apples or do you want bananas for your snack today? Um, come help me make them. Come help me cut them up. Let's get them going. Little inclusions, little ways to include that child in uh, special time with you is seems to be far more important than sitting and cuddling at specific times when you have time. Um, I, I, that's what I what I see with this with this little one. Um, something that also stood out for me was um, uh, mom is trying to get the child to learn how to speak 
clearly and without whining. Um, how many times have we all have tried that too? Stop whining, stop whining. I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to you if you don't, you know, if you don't stop whining. Um, and what mom was saying here is, um, I tell her I'm not going to help her if she can't talk to me calmly and nicely. And what we have to remember there is we, we, we threatening a child about time and attention because they're not doing something um, that we want them to do um, is really giving a message of, I only will love you, I only will take care of you if you do what I want you to do. And that's you have to be really careful of that. What we want to do here is encourage this child to say, I really want to hear what you have to say, but I can't understand you when you're whining. I can't understand you when you're trying to, when you're using, uh, when, when I, you know, when you're crying. I really do want to hear you though. So let's, let's calm down. Let me help you with that. Let's, let me help you calm down. Let's wipe your nose and let's figure this out. What is it you're trying to tell me? So um, that's a big piece too in this, in this scenario. Um, so I guess to recap on that first part, it's trying to find nurturing in everyday events uh, for this child. And quality time for this child is not quantity. Quality time really is including this child in those everyday um, matters. And so what I like to look at too, think about attention with children in increments of nine, nine minutes, because it really does take a quality nine minutes a day. Well, a lot more, but if you could look at it from this perspective, children really love if you can give them so let's break the nine minutes up into three-minute increments. Try this. Three minutes in the morning when the child wakes up, three minutes of whatever quality attention you can give them. That means you might help them get dressed. That means you might help them go to the bathroom. That means you might just sit and cuddle with them. Stuff like that. Simple little things that they're already doing that you can be part of that nurturing them and loving them for that time. Then three minutes somewhere in the afternoon, either when they get home from preschool or from school, or three minutes after their nap, another three minutes. And then the, the last three minutes is the most important one, is the end of the day three minutes. Three minutes of really in quality time, cuddling, holding, um, washing their hair in the shower, the bathtub, really nurturing them. But if you look at it from those perspective of three, 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 it really will help you see that there is moments, but there's also times that you can um, uh, really emphasize throughout the day because those are the three most important parts of the day for a child. All right, the last part, potty training. She, the child does really well with potty training at school, but when she gets home, she wants mom or dad or she wants someone to help her with going to the bathroom. This is a very, very normal uh, four-year-old behavior. Four-year-olds are full of fears. Four-year-olds are full of fantasies. Four-year-olds are full of very scary ideas and concepts. And so just the basic, simple thing of walking down a hallway into an empty room is very, very overwhelming for them. And the idea of going to the bathroom by herself at this moment um, is a time, once again, where you could say, okay, she is looking for some everyday simple nurturing, and I can give that to her. So when she needs to go to the bathroom, and if I know she hasn't gone to the bathroom for a while, I'm going to say, hey, 
let's let's go take care of your body. Let's go to the bathroom. I'll sit and read to you for a book, and then I'm going to give you a little time to sit, and then I'll come back and I'll help you. We'll check to make sure you're wiped. We'll wash your hands, and we'll finish that job. That little bit of nurturing right now is going to get her over and smooth out and get her over this this hard time she's having and the fears that she is encountering um, by by being by herself and being in a bathroom in darkness in in a scary place for her uh, because it is very typical four year old. So just be aware that this is what she's going through and it might be the same thing for nighttime and any other. Um, moments that you feel that she's or he or she is having a hard time um, with uh, doing things by themselves. So I always like to say when a child is saying, mom, I can't do this right now. Mom, I, I just can't tie my shoe or I can't wipe my bottom or I can't brush my teeth or all those things. That's your moment to nurture. That's that's quality time. That's the time your child is saying, hey, just give me a, just help me, love me at this moment. Love me, love me, love me. Give me this time. So bend down, look at them and say, hey, I can help you right now. Let's go do that. Let's go, let's go to the bathroom together. Let's get that done. So how do you figure out what their love language is yeah. or what kind of attention they need if, if the cuddling is not sufficient or not? To- yeah. So, so children um, exude um, their love languages to us all the time. You look at what they do to you, for you. So let's say you're walking down the street and your child picks up leaves or rocks or sticks and wants to share them with you and say, Mom, look at these, or Dad, look at these. I want you to have this leaf or I want you to have this stick or something from that. That is, that's a great example of a child who's really um, takes value in finding little things, little like personal gifts or personal items that they want to share to start a conversation, to start to, to give you a piece of them. So that's just one example. It could be a child who wakes up in the morning or um, comes home from school, and the first thing they want to do is um, run in and be embraced in your arms. Okay, that child at that moment is saying, I really, really value touch. I like to be touched. Let's say the child gets in, in the car, you're driving somewhere, and they just want to tell you and talk and talk and talk about everything that's going on and ask questions. That child is, is giving you the gift of, they're showing you, I really like to have the gift of uh, words and affirmation. and or, or they tell you, Mom, boy, you look so pretty today. I really like that outfit. That child is saying, right now, I really like to hear words of affirmation. I like to hear words that tell me something about myself. Mm-hmm. So you look at what they're giving you because children's love languages don't become real concrete um, until about seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that phrase, when you start really start getting a clear picture of who th- that child is. And, the, and, it, and it fluctuates a lot during that time too, but it comes really concrete um, in those uh, early years, um, early school years. Mm-hmm. And then, so the, when she's whining and demanding things and she's telling her, um, I'm not going to give them to you unless you say it nicely. So what if like my child (laughs) is screaming and yell, like yelling demands, um, 
where they're perfectly, I can understand him perfectly. <laughs> very very loudly, very loudly perfectly. That I can't understand him. <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, no, you, you do hear them, and you can go right on that child and say, I hear you, but screaming, we're going to wait till you calm down, and I can help you calm down if you need to calm down, but we need to calm down first and stop screaming, and then we will, then I will be able to help you understand what we're going to do next or figure out what we're going to do next. But it's, it's helping. You've know, got to remember, screaming is, is all part of that... Um, I like I like to look at screaming and um, screaming at you or as an attack um, as the same as if a child's hitting you. I like to look at the same perspective. If, if a child's coming at you and hitting you, what do you do? You don't hit them back, so you don't scream like the same thing. If a child screams at you, you don't scream back. You help the <laughs> child calm down and get to a point where there's logic because there's no critical thinking going on and there's no logical thinking going on at that point. It's a matter of calming things down then taking it to the next step. But look at it from that perspective. It's really the same attack, hitting, screaming at you. It's, it's an attack. Okay. And so for now the nine minutes of quality time, of bonding time, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a minimum, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really a way just to kind of think about how important three parts of the child's day is so... Those are the most important parts of a child's day. That's what they value the most is the minute they wake up, that period is really important. <laughs> and that's why we, if we can, I always say, if we can give the child the quality time with it, they need their love language fed at that moment when they first wake up, you will notice that throughout the morning and the rest of the day, they're going to spend less time searching it out. So if a child really wants to be cuddled in the morning or just held for a couple minutes and they don't get that in the morning, then they're going to spend pretty much that morning slowing you down, crawling on your back, crawling on your lap, (laughs) jumping on you, wanting you to give them some kind of physical attention. So I just believe in giving it to them when we can, as much as we can at that moment, and then they're going to um, be less craving of it throughout the the morning. Now what if you have two or more children? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it, it goes to eighteen. <laughs> no, no, because you know what? Work? No, because you you can cuddle, <coughs> cuddling with one child or giving that child that undivided attention. Well, it's not really undivided because they're part of a family, but you can combine so many more moments with your children. They don't have to be these little separate little moments. You can sit on the couch and have two children, one on your lap, one on next to you, or one on both in your lap. And you can really give them that quality time at the same time. Um, it isn't, parents always think, oh, I have to give one-on-one time. You know what, you are, they're part of a family and a family structure involves giving love, but not just this real, okay, it's your time. No, it's your time. No, it's, I can walk by you, bend down and give you a hug and a kiss and not have, it has a, creating a, a, a moment of, I have to give that to everybody. It can be done. You can do it to multiple children at multiple times or multiple moments. It doesn't have to be this timing issue. So like, and this might be too much in the weeds, but what if they have two different love languages? <laughs> yes. So you can hold one child and you can talk to the child next to you also. Hmm, look at that. You could do that. All right. <laughs>